Your friend wants to learn about your favorite band, but they've never listened to them before. You want to show what the band is all about, so you build a playlist. But there's a catch. You only get to play five, five essential, essential tracks. I'm Jacob. I'm Joel. I'm Josh. I'm Ben. And these are the five essential tracks for Queen. Welcome back, everybody. This is Josh, and I'm here with my usual co-host. Say hello to everyone. Hi, Ben. Oh, hello there. And hi, Jacob. Hello there. And hi, Joel. Hello to everyone. And as you heard from our opening, this is the five essential tracks for Queen. So here's how this works. Each host in turn will introduce a song for consideration, which will then be discussed by everyone and voted on. A green light is a go. It's on the list with four greens. A red light is an instant stop. Once a song has been red-lighted by any host, it's off the table. A yellow light means more discussion is needed. And once the five essential tracks are finalized, you can listen to them as well as other songs we discuss on our companion Spotify playlist, which is linked to in the show description. So Queen, a British rock band formed by Brian May and Roger Taylor, who incidentally in 1970, who incidentally are still playing under the Queen name today, the two founders, um, and quickly adding Freddie Mercury to the list, and then John Deacon on bass after a couple of other guys to create the classic lineup. Uh, they began as a uh, progressive and hard rock and even heavy metal band, but gradually just became, um, well, you can't really give a, a genre to, to Queen. I mean, if I was going to, uh, they're definitely rock, uh, but they're theatrical rock in a lot of ways, but they'll play really heavy stuff too, uh, radio-friendly pop hits, um, and truly uh, the most successful uh, British band ever that's not named the Beatles. Um, it's estimated that they sold between 250 and 300 million albums. And you probably would have a hard time finding this friend who had never heard a Queen song. So I'm excited about, about doing this. Um, the, the last album, While Freddie Was Still Alive, uh, Innuendo, came out when I was a, a sophomore in high school. And I absolutely loved it. Um, it is full of great tracks, including my favorite Queen song, which I'll probably mention but won't get voted onto the list. Uh, but, you know, most people are going to know uh, about these guys. And probably my favorite bit of, of trivia about Brian May, along with him being an astrophysicist, which is amazing, is the guitar that he plays. And I bet my fellow gearheads, or excuse me, our gearhead members, not fellow gearheads, but our, our gearhead guys, that's Jacob and Joel, probably know something about the Red Special, don't you? Oh, Yes. Uh, the one of the most iconic guitars in rock music, and one that was not bought in a store. In fact, he and his dad put together the guitar using whatever they could find, just whatever wood, whatever paint. They they really neither of them knew what they were doing, but they still put a guitar together. And save for a few instances, that is almost always the guitar you will see Brian May playing. Yes, it was the early '60s when Harold and Brian May built this guitar and the neck is a piece of wood from a fireplace mantle that a neighbor was throwing out. It had uh, wormholes in it. And so he plugged them with uh, the ends of matchsticks. And as Jacob said, he still plays that same guitar today. About 20 years ago, it, it had to be professionally restored. Imagine that a, a professional restoration for a homemade instrument. Uh, yes, it, it might be the most valuable instrument in the world because it is truly one of a kind. <laughs> and uh, basically, the only other thing I want to say in the introduction is that if you ask me to name the greatest vocalist in rock history, I would probably tell you it's Freddie Mercury, but he's definitely going to be in the top two or three. There's certainly nobody like him. Four octave range. Um, 
Well, we're going to talk about vocals as we do this, so yeah, let's just absolutely. go ahead and get started. Tonight's order is going to be Jacob, then Joel, then Ben, then me. So, Jacob, kick us off. What is your first suggestion for the five essential tracks for Queen? Well, I'm glad that I get to go first because I get to get one out of the way. This one is so recognizable and so essential that it may be too essential for this list, a la the Every Breath You Take. Uh, treatment that Joel introduced when we ha- when we piloted this uh, series. The reason I wanted to go first is because I'm not a Queen completist. I enjoy Queen quite a lot, but I won't have maybe as much to say in general. So uh, the one that I want to get out of the way is the most recognizable song, the one that's been streamed over two billion times on Spotify from 1975, Bohemian Rhapsody. This has got to be a a staple of pop culture for generations, and not, initially not popular quite at the time, but um, became something that gets played at every dance, every prom, at all the clubs, anywhere you go, Bohemian Rhapsody is is there. It will absolutely not get the every breath you take treatment from me. Um, it will get a, a resounding green light. It absolutely needs to be on the list, and that's all I'll say about Bohemian Rhapsody. It's their magnum opus. It is, and it's the it's the first song I wrote down. It's the first song that came to mind. It's a song that I probably haven't listed from beginning to end in I don't know how many years. Uh, yeah, you know, I guess it's a sort of a mock opera, but it it doesn't have a chorus. It's it is a very unique song. It's a very strange song, um, and it's a song they they spent a lot of work on to get it uh, to get it recorded. Um, I, I think that Mercury kind of thought of it as his his darling and. Um, it of course had a huge comeback with Wayne's world in 1992 and came back to a different generation and had kind of a second life. Maybe, maybe, a, a the second life was bigger than the first, to be honest with you, but, um, absolute green light for me. I think it has to be. Why? Well, surely you know, it was everybody's first, first thought. You, you know, this isn't, uh, something that we're going to see when talking about, about queen, um, yes, they were, were popular, uh, stateside, but in no way, the way they were popular in the UK, um, just not even close. And Bohemian Rhapsody was idolized back in its day over there to a great extent. I agree that probably Wayne's world, um, here made it bigger and certainly introduced it to, to a lot of people that maybe hadn't heard it before, even though it came right at the heels of well, the Wayne's world, I mean, came right at the heels of Freddie's death. But um, yeah, I, I think you have to have this song on the list. Um, it is great, even though it's probably not one of my favorites. It's, it's great. And I can recognize that. So I'll also green light and we'll have our first entry. Uh, no surprise there for Bohemian Rhapsody. I just Joel? want to say one more thing. Sorry. Um, how incredible it is that uh, the, those four guys made that song uh, all their own. Just them. And all those operatic voices. Every One person took the high part. One took the middle. Another took the low parts. And all of that. Just, just dozens of voices layered on top of each other. Quite a feat to pull off in 1975, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Well, and what you'll see as we go through this um, is very often... Um, they're doing this and they would, would overlay instrumentation and overlay vocals. Um, and the vocals in the studio were done primarily by Freddie, but also with, um, uh, with Brian and Roger singing a lot. Uh, John Deacon didn't really sing on records, even though he did in concert some, but, uh, of those three people singing overlaying the bulk of the vocals is going to be Freddie Mercury. And you're right. It's, it's really impressive. I, think I remember the song, but I won't say because it's not my turn. But I, I did read about one song where they they overlaid vocals uh, over a hundred times until the tape was wearing out. Um, and that's, it is though, exactly like you said, it's just these four guys making all these sounds. And that's just incredible. I Joel? mean, you could probably do an entire episode on just Bohemian Rhapsody, to be honest with you. Um, so for a second song, I'll, I'll go for 
a song that I also don't probably listen to just a ton because it's a little bit ubiquitous, um, but it is one of their number one songs. And I listened to it today as I was prepping for uh, picking songs for, for my list. And it is a it's a good song. I mean, there's no question about it. But number one hit, you might be absolutely shocked to find out it was written by the bassist of the band, John Deacon. That is another one bites the dust. Um, I think the guitar work is incredible on this song. The bass work is obviously great. Vocal work is great. Number one song, possibly often credited as their best selling song of all time. I think it needs to be on the list. So that's what I'll I'll throw forward here. Yeah, I thought that we would need to include one of the John Deacon songs. He 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 wrote a handful that are uh, of their of their bigger hits. Um, I think that's probably the top of the heap. Uh, that that bass line, you know, once you hear it, it never leaves your head. Um, coincidentally, it was the second song I wrote down when I thought of Queen. Yeah, and it's. Uh, inspired by the song Good Times by Sheik, and you can hear the similarities between those two songs. So uh, 1980, so kicking off the 80s, and it, it feels kind of like the start of the 80s when you listen to it, too. Definitely the drum beat gives off, gives off that vibe to me. But you know, that was the second song that I uh, chose as well. And just think about how different these first two selections sound. Of course, two different songwriters here. But uh, you have, I, I love showing off, you know, all the different variations that bands, you know, come up with, all the different sounds. And this is a good example of that, the operatic and then straight up sort of funk rock sort of thing going on here. Yeah, absolutely. It's absolutely funk. Yeah. There, there's, so, there's no doubt. Is that a green light from you, Jacob? Oh, 100% green light. Um, yeah. Um. That's 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 my uh, very poignant comment. Uh, <laughs> so I'll go ahead and say that this might surprise you, but except for the Beatles episode, this was far and away the hardest one for me. Um, I I have written down twenty songs, and any of them, I would be okay with being on the list. Uh, I'm not a Queen completist, but I've literally never heard a Queen song that I didn't like. And there are a good solid 20 classics. And I feel like another one bites the dust will end up on the list, but I've got four for sure's in my opinion and about, well, 15 or 16 might be the fifth. (laughs) So I'm going to go ahead and just yellow Another another one bites the dust for now, but that's that's just. I feel like I'll probably change my mind, but we'll see what happens. That's that's kind of crazy that that you had that many. I, I didn't. I had half that personally, but again, I I, ca- I came in at the beginning and said that I wasn't a completist. But you have professed your love for Queen probably quite a few times on our on our other show, so I guess it's not surprising, but. Um, wow, a yellow light for another one bites the dust. Yeah, I, I whittled my down to, to nine songs, so I've got to get rid of four, but, um, that was, that was definitely in my, in my top five. I think it'll get on, but let's, let's see what happens. Oh, he, he uh, and I should say, as, he's probably just going ahead and yell it because, if you listen to it backwards, it tells him that it's fun to smoke marijuana. So that's probably why he doesn't want to. Hey, he's gonna sit by you. Another one rides the bus. Ah. You know, and, and I'll probably say I'm probably the 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 least biggest fan, the smallest fan of Queen out of the four of us. Um, I'm I not, think you and I might be tied, Joel. Honestly, I, I, this is almost sacrilege to say, but I'm not a huge, huge huge fan of Brian May's guitar playing. <laughs> uh, we, we have discussed this. I do this. love Brian May's guitar work on this song. That super compressed riff in the, in like, I guess it's the chorus or the bridge. That's funk, man. We call it. It's, it's amazing. And I think it, it is going to make the list, but uh, I, I, I probably need to it. turn you. I probably need to turn you on to a couple of songs that will make you like Brian's uh, playing a little bit more. And I, I should also say his it's, it's, it's more his tone. Thing. 
Joel and I have discussed, it's kind of a tone thing. It kind of is for me. Well, his I've, tone thing is a lot of that guitar. That's what that's what he's going for. I mean, he he built a guitar that would purposefully feed back. Well, I respect it. Yeah, I mean, doing his doing his Jeff Beck impression. I respect it. <laughs> <laughs> I he respect was. it. Ben, what were you going to say? I will say the more that you listen to Queen, the more you like Queen. Uh, I, I feel like you, you kind of stereotype him sometimes and you want to paint him into like progressive rock or arena rock or what have you. And then it, you throw an album on, listen to it beginning to end, and you think, wow, those are all good songs. This this yeah. band is really complete. Well, yeah. I don't mean to be cont- intentionally contentious, but that's just like my opinion, man. Contentional? I agree. <laughs> let me uh I'm, I'm next on the board let me let me get go here i'm gonna put forward two songs and ask you if they are in fact <laughs> the same i, I song. knew somebody was gonna do this <laughs> i knew somebody was gonna do this so i feel like we have to include at least one arena song and the two i'm put putting forward are, of course we are the champions and we will rock you they're typically played as one song. Are we including them as one song? Are we splitting them up? Are we putting both of them on? I'll open it to discussion. I am not immediately familiar with the album order. Do they do they segue into each other on the album? Yes. I don't know. Yes. It's one yes. and two of News of the World, if I'm not mistaken. See, it is. I, I have that album on vinyl, but I guess I. it's been such a long time since I've played it. Um, and on, on radio, I have, you typically do not hear them split up. I have, to my memory, never sort of experienced them together. I've always thought of them as separate songs, just as far as I know. So, considering that they're both, you know, um, We Are the Champions is three minutes, and We Will Rock You is two minutes, They're to me, they're two separate songs. But that's my, my opinion, My thought man. was, you, you, could, you could really cheat... And and do this because we will rock you slash we are the champions is is kind of the way it's always been presented. Um, the the we like sweet if if you will yeah and I I really you know we can this is our show we can make the rules man <laughs> um I would. I'd be okay with with doing that. I thought y'all would scoff at me. I originally was going to suggest it, then I thought no. Y'all will scoff at me, but I, I I would be okay with considering this as a package deal. Well, you're you're gonna scoff at me for sure because I'm gonna red light. <laughs> oh, okay. Because listen, first of all, we are the champions. Great, love it, but it's not the definitive version. The definitive version is Dirk Nowitzki on the banister of American <laughs> Airlines Center, belting it out in the year of our Lord, two thousand and eleven. He wasn't but, on a banister; he well, was on a balcony. You know, it's well, it's a, it's a little more. But it is the definitive it, version. But no, there's they are absolutely ubiquitous. I get the arena rock thing, but I'll be honest; I just hate them. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I, it isn't, I just hate them. I, I'm sorry. I, I, wow. that's my first red light of the whole show. I've been, I've restrained myself, but I think there are much better queen songs. Are there more essential songs when you, well, when you think of queen? <laughs> well, this is, this is exactly, this is exactly what this show is about. Is it the best? Are they the best songs or are they essential for someone who somehow has managed to not know who Queen is, I just don't think I, there's know, much to them. But you've already <laughs> I mean, you've already red lit them, so oh, I gonna, suppose I'm staying firm in my my position is is final. But that's fine. I, I you've feel, got that. I feel bad. I feel bad. I really do because I mean that is rather I harsh. I have to say. Well, it is. Your I, I kind of understand it though. I, I do kind of understand what you're saying. Um, you know, when I said I had four for sure's. Um, we will rock you and we are the champions. We're not one of them. So. I mean, even though me, I, 
would for have me, voted for them. I, I would have I was considering putting forth We Will Rock You, but We Are the Champions was in my sort of like nine to eleven, but not in the top five. Well, I was prepared from the onset to to red light either We Will Rock You or We Are the Champions. And look at there. I got to get on both in one film. You got them both. So that was perfect. <laughs> let me so let me just ask you this and then we'll move on. Okay. So if you're in that arena, at an arena, and We Will Rock You comes on, and people start stomping. As it stomping often and, does. As it, as it always does, I suppose. <laughs> and <laughs> someone, you know, perhaps a younger person that hasn't been to many arenas, hasn't heard this song, and they look at you and they say, who wrote that song? Would you say, oh, it was Queen, but I can tell you a lot of, a lot of better songs that Queen did. <laughs> Actually, listen, probably Listen, listen. <laughs> you don't need to know. Don't worry about who wrote this song. Just... Let me give you some better ones. Okay, let's, how, let's how, keep the trains on the track. The yes. train on the tracks here. Yeah, yes. we'll, we'll save we'll save this one for whenever we finally get to five essential, um, you know, sports sports, uh, sports event related. Oh, that's songs. A, that's a good idea. Yeah. Five essential arena tracks. I love yeah. that. I will green light it on that episode. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, we have our first for a future episode. The the last thing I'll say about. The, the suite of We Will Rock You and, and We Are the Champions is that the guitar solo at the end of We Will Rock You is unquestionably fantastic. So I will acknowledge that and I will concede that point before we move on. <laughs> that's so worth, off the that's songs, worth noting. But you're back on to Brian May. Great. So Josh, go ahead. <laughs> yes, we've, we've made progress, okay? Yeah, um, yeah so I, I think there's... One more that is an obvious and fast green light, but I'll just save that one. And I'm going to go with their very first single, which is probably in my top two or three Queen songs personally. It's just so great. That is the wonderful Keep Yourself Alive. I'm going to put that forward. Hello. <laughs> Jacob Jacob is next in our order, so I await his thoughts, but he's... <laughs> Becoming less hypoglycemic. Are we? I are we? Do we always talk in an exact order? No, but not necessarily. Everybody was just so overcome with with positive feelings about this song, they just didn't know what to say. Honestly, it was just not the song I thought you were going to put forward. It kind of shell shocked me. Um, it's the first single, and it. It's it's just great. What can I say? The guitar is great. The back the trade off vocals, and the key changes at the end. It's just like it's everything Queen right from the very beginning, and I just love it. All the way down to the Barracuda intro. <laughs> <laughs> the Barracuda intro. Well, I'll, I, I'll go ahead and I'll yellow keep yourself. Yeah, I I'm gonna like. yellow light that as well. My my initial feeling was yellow, and now I'm just I'm I'm having to stop and think. It wasn't in my in the nine that I I I finished with, but I'm wondering if I've overlooked it. Um, I'll I'll just keep it yellow for now, but um, yeah, well we can revisit that one. Yeah, I mean it did. Like you said, it kind of shell shocked me a little bit. I wasn't expecting it, and I honestly didn't write down "Keep Yourself Alive" on my list. I didn't consider it. So, go back and consider it some more. It's fantastic. <laughs> okay, Jacob. Well, how interesting. Um, I don't know how much of a. I'm not considering this to be a slam dunk. This is one of the first ones I thought of. Uh, it is their last single of of the '70s. And it was their first number one single on the uh, U.S. charts. This is from their album, The Game, Crazy Little Thing Called Love. I did, however, write this one down, and I will greenlight it because it's awesome. Oh, good. Okay, so I, I was kind of, after the, the, the rather cold reception of certain songs that have come before, uh, I didn't know what y'all would think, but I think it's a great song. I, I've always loved it. It is and a great I song. Think it's a it's number essential. one hit. Yes. Yeah. Which, you know, I've the, always... I'm the chart guy. I'm always yes. doing the chart stuff. But it, it's it's their longest number one hit. I mean, and it's great. I think it yeah. needs to be on the list. So I'll green light it. 
Uh, it's certainly paired with the other two green lights we have. It's quite different. This song was, of course, their his, his dedication to Elvis Presley. It has a rockabilly element that you don't you don't often hear with their with their songs. Covered by Dwight Yoakam in later years, also a, a fantastic cover. Uh, that absolutely. That is the first time I heard that song was actually Dwight Yoakam covering it. I thought that was his song for a while before I figured out it was Queen of all of all bands. If I can in, invoke the gay rule, I'll I'll say the original deserves the credit, and it'll get the green light. <laughs> it's always good we can invoke the gay rule. Speaking, well, it is very timely. It, it is very much in the news lately. You know the whole thing with Marvin Gaye and Ed Sheeran and all that foolishness. I, for those that haven't good listened play. to the previous podcast, the gay rule. It came about from uh, how sweet it is to be loved by you on our James Taylor, uh, James Taylor pod. Um, and I put forward the I proposed the idea that you can't greenlight a song if the original song was better. <laughs> the gay rule. So when I invoke the gay rule, yes. that is what I'm speaking yes. of. That, that's uh, it works better in print. G-A-Y-E. But yes. yes. <laughs> so, yeah, crazy little thing called love shows off the band's versatility. You can find clips of them uh, of them playing it. Um, and it's 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 just a blast because Freddie will pick up the guitar and strum yeah, he and plays play guitar and, sometimes. And, and Brian May starts on an acoustic, but then when it's time, he switches over to the red special and goes. Uh, but and, you know, again, you get the Queen treatment in the middle with all the vocals and the the Ready Freddy and the woo woos and everything. Oh yeah, um, crazy little thing called Love's a green light for our second our second track. So Bohemian and, Rhapsody and Crazy Little Thing Called Love. And speaking of Brian May again, um, that's another really cool solo on this. Oh I've, yeah, I've, I've, I've always liked it. Yes, Very yes, rockabilly. showing off all of them, showing off their influences for sure. Yeah, great, great, great choice. I, I think it's deserving. Well, we'll move on, I guess, for, for number six here. Um, I will put forth probably my personal favorite Queen song and one that I certainly think belongs on the list. Uh, but I'm curious to hear y'all's thoughts on it. That's Don't Stop Me Now, which I think has a lot of pop culture significance. And I mean, honestly, also a little bit different than the other songs we already have on the list. Yeah, and just to note, it is uh, on Spotify their second most streamed song after Bohemian Rhapsody, and probably my favorite Queen song of their of their big hits too. Um, I did include it in my five, and I will green light it because of that. Uh, yeah, don't don't stop me now is great. Um, there's there's no doubt of uh, of, of that. Uh, Mr. 20 songs is having a difficult time. Uh, yeah, I got, I'm, yes, I'm going to yellow. Don't stop me now for a moment. I'm just going to yellow for now. Are you going to be the sole yellow on both my songs? I'm curious. What do you think, Jacob? Let's see what Jacob says. I'm going to yellow light that as well. I like don't stop me now, but I, you know, we, we can't, we can't get to all of Josh's songs surely, but I'm content to yellow light it and see what happens. So does that take it around to me now? It does. Okay. I'm just trying to kind of build a library here of different songs as we are trying to find the essential tracks that, that show all sides of the artist. And I'm going to put forward under pressure. <laughs> a collaboration. It is a collaboration. And uh, interestingly enough, a collaboration that was actually never performed by Bowie and Queen live. They, they both performed at Live Aid but they didn't come on together to do this song. I know Bowie covered this song for the rest of his life. He, it was one of the songs he always played live, and, and I think it has cultural significance. If you, do, if you know the song, the bass line goes, doon, 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 doon. I don't want you to confuse it with <laughs> Vanilla Ice, because Ice Ice Baby, it goes, doon, 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 doon. It's very different. It's not the same song. As Vanilla <laughs> told us. And... Um, we we can debate that on our uh, five essential vanilla ice tracks. I don't want to derail this, but uh. Well, uh, John uh, John Deacon certainly had an ear for a good riff, didn't he? I mean, this he is did. another one, I, absolutely iconic. Now, I feel very mid about 
I don't have much feeling for this song, you know. Um, it's just like, okay, fine, uh, you know, under pressure and all that. Now, I think that it might, maybe Josh, you are certainly opposed to this song, aren't you? Or maybe it's somebody else I know who just would say, you know what, I hate this song. Yes, I hate this song. Okay, I thought so. I, I'm sorry. I, I, I just, I mean, I understand it's Queen and Bowie and, and they go together and, and this is the only time that I know of that they collaborated and it was an I've accident. I've never heard a Queen you know, song I didn't like. Uh, Bowie yeah. just, <laughs> just <laughs> Bowie shows up and they, they record their vocals independently and they work together. I just don't think it's great. I, I've never understood um, why so it is um, with trepidation that I will tell you that I'm going to red light under pressure. I did see this coming. I did see this coming. I have a question for you, Ben. Mm-hmm. I was actually between these two songs of what I was going to put next. If I had put under pressure up, would you have put don't stop me now up? Are we on the same part of our list here? <laughs> yeah. He says, yes, 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 <laughs> absolutely. I would have, sorry. My, uh, my mic was muted there. That was, that was the two on my list. Okay. I, I'm curious when I heard you say that, cause I was going back and forth between the two. If, if we we're on the same, the same trajectory here, that's interesting. We we're on the same wavelength. Oh boy. I believe this is our first pod to feature two reds. Is that correct? It could, it, it might be. No, I believe Tom Petty had two reds. Yeah. In the words okay. of Warren Zevon, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> okay. So I'm, I, you know, I thought, I thought earlier when I said I had another that I thought was just an instant go through um, that I would save. I figured someone would say it. They didn't. So given what's happened so far on the episode, I kind of don't know if this is true. But to me, an instant green light, one of the very first songs I wrote down uh, was Killer Queen. Killer Queen has got to be on the list. It's it's the one of the Queen songs, and it's 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 great. So, Killer Queen, anybody? Jacob? Yeah, you know, I, I yes, can do. I, you know, I can go for that. Uh, <laughs> The thing is, this is Queen at their most theatrical prog rock yeah. sort of thing. And um, yeah, it's it's among the first I thought of as well. Dynamite with a laser beam, guaranteed to blow your mind. Anytime! So yeah, it's for me, it's green light. I'll green light that all day. Let them eat cake. It's a green light for me as well. <laughs> She keeps her moe in her pretty cabinet. Let them eat cake, she says, just like Marie Antoinette. Yeah, just like Marie Antoinette. <laughs> this is the third song I wrote down, and yeah. I will be giving it a green light. All right, that's our third all song. All right. It's, it's, it's rare that we get to song number eight and we have an instant green light all the way around the table, but that's, such is the way these things go. Amazing. And so we have Bohemian Rhapsody, Crazy Little Thing Called Love, and Killer Queen. And if I'm not mistaken, we have in the past said we're only going to go around the table three times. So we got to get two other songs, and each one of us only has one more to put forth. So, Jacob, you're first up. Last time around, what you got? Well, another one that I thought of pretty quickly and I wasn't sure about how a uh, crazy little thing was going to go. Now I'm certainly not sure how this is going to go, but uh, from their first album, a another John Deacon song, You're My Best Friend. I've always loved the song. I, I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm putting it out there tentatively. I think it maybe it, it gets in the mix if we're only getting a few songs left to discuss. Um, we get a, a bit of a ballad here, a bit of a straight ahead ballad, I should say. Nothing crazy going on here, but just just a good love song. I I like "You're My Best Friend." I think it's a very good song. I, I think the songs we've already mentioned. I'll be honest with you. I think they're already on the list. That being said, I will, I'll go ahead and, and "Yellow Light." You're my best friend, although I also like it quite a bit. Fair enough. Ben. Yeah, I, I'm gonna do the same. It's um. It's not the the song on that album that I I'm gonna gonna put forward for my turn, but I, I do think it's um it's worth mentioning. 
Uh, I'll give it a yellow. Josh, this was surely one of your 20. Oh yeah. It's, oh yeah. It's on my, it's on my list and it would be in my top. I'm going to say probably about seven or eight. Um, (laughs) I'll, I'll say yellow for now. I would add, I think we need to put one, uh, one John Deacon song on this list. Um, I personally just don't think that's the one that should be included. Right. Joel, go ahead. Um, so I'll go through. I mean, I've already said, I think the songs we've already mentioned them, but I'll mention another one of my personal favorite songs, a Freddie Mercury song that I think his vocal performance is my personal favorite, even if it isn't his most flamboyant or most out there or most, uh, you know, over the top, crazy, showing off everything he can do. I think it's a fantastic vocal performance and a personal favorite song of mine by them. And that's somebody to love. You've, um, yes. you've again swooped in and uh, took my selection. Well, we have two left, I understand. And um, I do think that Somebody to Love would be an excellent addition. Excellent addition. I'm surprised a few, a couple other songs haven't come up yet. But I think that, Is that a Somebody green? to Love would be great. Yeah, I'm going to give that one a green light. And Ben? Well, when I came up with my songs... This was my five to nine, that, that, that fifth song that could be an alternate. I'm going to green light it. I'm going to green light it. It's, uh, it's a little bit different than the other songs on the list. Um, of course, the band turned to, uh, to a gospel choir for the backing on this song. Uh, yeah. I, just, I think it really shows off his, his vocals, and of course it has the, the harmonies. and Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to green light it. Another good guitar so, solo as well. This is a very yeah. interesting situation because we're staring down the barrel of me putting forth a song that I would yellow that could make the list. How interesting <laughs> is that? But because I put it forth, I think that necessitates the green light. So this is very, very interesting, strange situation we got going here. Um, somebody loves one of my four no-brainers. It's a green light and it's in. <laughs> And I'll tell you, you know, Ben mentioned the the gospel influenced, uh, you know, the the vocals. You know, they had done the sort of London choir thing before in their vocals, but he's specifically going for one of his idols, Aretha Franklin, here in the style with the with the old church style gospel. Uh, I listened to that again this afternoon, and uh, with with headphones on, and they wanted it to sound like a hundred people. And man, it if it don't sound like a hundred people, it's just incredible. It and the range of notes that Freddie hits, four octaves and everything in between, it's it's a brilliant piece of work. So it was in for me, and that gives us four folks: Bohemian Rhapsody, Crazy Little Thing Called Love, Killer Queen, and Somebody to Love. We only got one left, guys. Ben, what should it be? John Deacon. <laughs> well, I'm going to use my turn to put forward another Deacon song, even though I, I don't think this is the one that's going on the list. But that's uh, I want to break free. You know, traditional 12 bar blues progression and an E major. It's a it's a pretty good jam. I'll, yeah, I'll like, just go ahead and echo what you just said. Good jam. John Deacon. I think the John Deacon song that we have to have is already on the list. I'm going to yellow it for that reason. It's uh it's such a topical song right now too, because for the music video, they all dressed in drag. Um, somehow civilization survived that music video and uh, moved on after 1984. Wow. I didn't think they had drag until like 2012 or something. Dang. Yeah, easy, <laughs> easy, easy. Damn Edna just died. Be careful. Um, <laughs> It was funny is they had done so many serious music videos. They did this one for a laugh to show that they they weren't always being serious that that they could that have a good time. But interestingly enough, it was Freddie that didn't want to come out dressed in drag, <laughs> not the others. True story. Um, I would I would yellow. Book. I would yellow that. <laughs> Jacob. Yeah, I'm gonna yellow that one. Okay. So that that means I get to put one more fourth. 
I'm a little surprised that no one has suggested Fat Bottom Girls. I thought about it. I'm not suggesting it. Um, we gotta have a, we gotta have a drop D selection on this list. <laughs> Left alone with Big Fat Fanny, she was such a naughty nanny. <laughs> That's good. We won't need to use another red light on this one. Um, I won't put forth my absolute favorite Queen song, which was from their uh, 1991 album when I was a sophomore in high school. Uh, Headlong is my favorite Queen song. It's a flat out rocker and it is great. It's fantastic. I'm glad you mentioned Um, that. I would would love to put it on the list, but um, I, I think even though it does do something, it does it does showcase them. Uh, someone said that uh, this is the kind of song that Van Halen would be jealous of because Queen Queens is hard rock is better, you know. Yeah. So yeah. I yeah I like that. Yeah. Um, we haven't mentioned uh, a kind of magic, which is great, and surprisingly, nobody mentioned Radio Gaga. Um, you know that was a that was a pretty big deal. And obviously, the, the 1985 Live Aid, uh, we haven't mentioned. And, and that is, um, someone said that was the pinnacle of, of rock music that happened there. And Queen's popularity was kind of waning a little bit. And they came out there. I watched that show again this afternoon. Uh, and it's just remarkable. But that whole crowd of however many tens of thousands of people were in there um, singing Radio Gaga it's not one of my favorites, but it's a big one. And so I'm kind of surprised um, that that wasn't mentioned. Um, I love Hammer to Fall. Hammer to Fall is a great song that ranks right up there with For Me. And I I love, um, uh, let's see, what am I going to put forward here? Right. I got one more shot, one more to be given for actual consideration. And you know, it's kind of funny. Uh, no one has mentioned bicycle race yet, at least mentioned it. Well, that's one you really could have done coupled with another song because fat bottom girls and bicycle race goes, goes together. I mean, that's released together as a pair. That's true. Um, I I don't think this is going to make it, but I'm going to mention it because if you, it's different from anything else we have. It's in one sense the most theatrical song they ever did, and in another sense, um, not like anything else they did at all. And I'm talking about from their very last album, again, Innuendo. Um, I'm leaning heavily on that one, obviously, but it's a, a brilliant track that once you know the story and once you know what's happening, I mean, Freddie literally insisted, you know, because he he kept uh, having AIDS a secret. Um, Only a very few people knew. And actually, the day he finally made his public announcement, he died the next day. But he was insistent. Yes, uh, he was insistent with the band that he was going to work as long as he could. And they were going to record as many songs as they could. And he even recorded some songs just to like drum tracks or click tracks and said, get the music over it later, which is why they were able to release another album a few years after he died. And he would, he'd be exhausted, but he would come in and sing great. I mean, there's, it's not like he's a dying uh, voice on innuendo. He sounds as good as he ever did. Mm-hmm in particular on the song that I'm talking about now that you just, you can't not feel emotional when you hear it. And so I'll put forward the show must go on. Yeah. I thought that that was the one you were going to mention. It's the, it's the last track of that album and uh, like headlong written by Brian May, both Probably my two favorite songs on that album, but his uh, his yep. vocals are just just incredible on both. Um, I I think that we have the fifth song already on the list. Uh, you know, as I said, I I think we need a, a a Deacon song on here, and we've got um we've got one sitting there that I'm looking at. Uh, so I'm gonna yellow light. Uh, the show must go on, but that that is an awesome song. I'll ditto everything you said. Yeah, me too. 
Okay, so here's the situation. Who's going to um, green first? Are, are, it, is Josh going to green? Let's make, yeah, let's, let's make this easy. The only song we have that has three greens and one yellow was Another One Bites the Dust. So, and well, I was and, the yellow. And, uh, oh, no, Don't Stop Me Now. Both of y'all yellowed. I apologize. Yeah. Okay. I'm, so, I'm you know, I'm, I think the best list would would have a John Deacon song on it. And it's diverse enough from the other things. Uh, even though it's ne- never been a personal favorite, I'm not going to turn it off. It's a great song. Um, this is not my five favorites. This is five essential tracks. So I'm going to green light. Another one bites the dust. And that gives us your five essential tracks for Queen. And Bohemian Rhapsody. I... Another one bites the dust. Crazy little thing called love. Killer Queen and somebody to love. And just because I put I put that song forth second select uh, you know second thing we offered up. Aren't y'all so happy those are the five songs and we're not looking at We Will Rock You and We Are the Champions? <laughs> I mean, come on. Aren't we glad this is the list? You know, it's look, a dirty I'm, job, not, but someone uh, had to do it. I'm not glad about the fact that Keep Yourself Alive isn't on it. Uh, I'm not glad about that at all. That's uh, that's the six essential tracks you're looking for there. Um, oh, I'm looking man. at this list, and I, I think that's the right five. To be honest with you, I think that's the five that needed to be on there. Um, just because we're making a playlist and there's things I want some of you that maybe are not giant queen fans and are, are hearing some of these tracks for the first time, because if a song gets mentioned, it goes on the Spotify playlist. I'm going to go ahead and mention Stone Cold Crazy, which is fantastic, and Tie Your Mother Down, which is also fantastic. Mm-hmm. Both of them. Well, um, I might have missed a few mentions, but um, that well, I have 20 songs that are on the playlist. So this is actually the biggest playlist we've had yet. That's so great. I guess that's all Josh's 20 right there is. is <laughs> <laughs> More than likely. <laughs> I don't think anybody mentioned anything I didn't have. And oh, I, I, no, there's one. There's one. Um, these are the days of our lives. Mm. Also That's also from Innuendo yep. and yes. also great. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I, I just a, wanted that video is hard to watch. Yeah. That video is hard to watch. It is. And um, yet it's really beautiful. You know, it, it's anyway. Yeah. This was, this was a fun one and a difficult one. And I just want to well, reiterate for our listeners if you haven't watched the Live Aid concert, if you've never seen it before, if you haven't seen it in a long time, go on YouTube. It will blow you away. Yeah. That that yeah, is a band at the at the top of the top. Full control over the crowd. Like just a an absolute showman hitting every note, captivating the entire crowd. A crowd there's, of seventy five thousand some odd people. Yes, as it's well. it is uh it is so impressive. If you haven't seen it in a while, jump on YouTube and, and give it a watch. How can how can someone with that many people be in that control? I mean, he's totally in control. He had yeah. stage presence uh, it, unlike probably any any person that's ever charisma lived. And, and that's mean, and that's, that's the amazing thing about it. Because you, you got somebody like the Who, whom obviously I love. Mm. Um where you've got three of the four band members being showmen, you know? And so obviously, yeah. Okay. And then you've got a virtuoso who's not a showman, but he's a virtuoso over here. You know, with queen, you know, John Deacon is just, he's, he's not really doing anything showy. Roger Tyler's just playing the drums. Okay. Brian May is the guitarist and he'll step out front, but it's Freddie Mercury stage. And when you're watching these performances, Okay, yeah, maybe if the solo's going on or I want to catch a glimpse of the red special, I'll look at Brian May. But if you're not if you're not really paying attention to what you're looking at, stop and think about it. You're looking at Freddie every time. And you're listening to Freddie, no matter how great everybody else is. Well, because and, he might be the greatest front man ever. And one other thing I think that we might have mentioned a little, but we haven't mentioned enough is is not only was he um yeah, one of the front men of rock, one of the great rock and roll vocalists, also was a, a very skilled musician as well on piano and, um, you know, a great songwriter, just a really well-rounded 
you know, person in general. We talk about triple threats, Josh, uh, on our other podcast. He would be a great example of one, someone who can write, can sing, and can play. Absolutely. Absolutely. One, a big reason that Queen worked so well is they knew that Mercury was the face of the band. You yeah. know, so many bands fail when when the lead guitarist wants to be the lead singer or the bassist wants to be the lead guitarist. They knew their roles and they all played them really well. And I'll just add one other thing about John Deacon. He he said when when Freddie died, that Queen died. And he only played together with the band a few more times after that at special events. But, um, you know, so often you see bands try to live on when they lose a key member. And he knew the band was over when Freddie was gone. Yeah, that's part of why I'm glad the way that they have uh, that, that Brian and Roger have continued is the format that they've used. They were Queen plus Paul Rogers, and now they're Queen plus Adam Lambert. They're they're letting you know right up front that they understand that original Queen, uh, queen is gone. But yeah. here's here's this that's left, and so I don't begrudge them that. But yeah, all right. Well, boys, that was a lot of fun, and. Uh, we appreciate you joining us as always. Let us know um, if we're absolutely crazy, stone cold crazy, or <laughs> if uh, this was a crazy little thing you loved. And you can do so in the comments on social media or send us emails, all that good stuff. But we'll be back again with another episode soon. Um, until then, uh, this has been Josh and say good night, Waco Joel. Good night, Waco Joel. And Canadian Ben. Um, I'm actually going to go by Mr. Fahrenheit from now on, but uh, thank you for joining us. Okay. <laughs> and good night, Jacob. Uh, I'm going to go by Supersonic Man from now on. <laughs> but awesome. good night. I'm going to go mis- by, I'll go by Fat Bottom Girl. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're, we're coming uh, up with new nicknames, Joel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, sorry. Yeah. Something you've never I been called the, before. Right. Sorry. The, a new one. A new one. Sorry. Naughty nanny, right, then, yeah. is what I'll do. Uh, <laughs> well, I don't know if we are the champions and don't stop us now, but you, listener, are our best friend, and we'll be back next time with another kind of magic. Don't put us under Radio pressure. Gaga. Don't put us under pressure to come out with another episode so soon, but we'll try. <laughs> Thanks again. This has been Five Essential Tracks. Five Essential Tracks.